0: and Jamie and Marlon Brando used to also.
1: So we used to have sort of a teasing contest as to which one of those boys would be
0: a better rumba dancer. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton and I'm Daisy Rosario and you're listening to ICYMI, In Case You Missed It, Slate's podcast about internet culture. Hello Daisy. Hey Rachel.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. I mean, I'm I'm always glad you're here. I do want to say that. But I'm especially glad that you're here for today's episode. Before we start though, I have to ask. Did you spend like a lot of time online this weekend? No wrong answers. I just I need to know. <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, I really tried to not, like, not too much at all. I I logged on about twice a day just to see if there were any big updates on Twitter's sprint into chaos. Yeah.
1: Boy, is it a sprint.
0: It's a sprint.
1: (laughs) Just headlong into chaos. Yep. (laughs) Speaking of, we will be explaining that chaos with a tech reporter at some point, but that episode has been temporarily delayed. So, again, if y'all have any questions about, like, the FTC, your consent decrees, or whatever, send them our way. But <laughs> in the meantime, Daisy, I yes. want to show you a video that I happen to see on Twitter this weekend that just broke up whatever the fuck else was happening that I, I can't <laughs> get into. <laughs> okay, okay. So this was posted to Twitter with the caption, Louisiana White People Different LMAO by at Tusca Marie. It is a TikTok from the TikTok account at Cooking with Cajun and just I need you to see this.
0: Cook today. Fried pork chops. <laughs> oh, let's come over here and see oh, what we oh, got. Oh, what is this Ooh. setup? How about some mustard grain? This food looks amazing. We got mustard greens with a little onion. Don't drain that liquid out of there. Louisiana food. <laughs> Ugh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes,
1: absolutely unbelievable. It makes me want to go down to New Orleans right now. What's happening in this video is a man with one of the most impressive beards I've ever seen in my entire life. Truly. Is in what looks to be a shed, but is clearly not a shed where you're storing tools. It is, sh- it is a shed purely set up for the act of cooking, which is yes. what he is doing. He is throwing down. He put his foot in it. There is cornbread. There's mustard greens. There's fried pork chops.
0: Cast iron as far as the eye can see.
1: Truly, that man does not have a single stainless steel implement in front of him. <laughs> and so this video goes viral on Twitter with people being like, God. Damn, that looks good. Yeah, they're not wrong. <laughs> and because I am, as some might say, deeply nosy. What? I, who
0: said that? Who said who, that? Who, who could have said that? Who could have said that? That's crazy. Who, I, don't, I don't know. I
1: don't <laughs> know. I don't know. But, so I decided to check out the Twitter replies and the quote tweets. And one quote tweet on this video caught my attention. It comes from at 313DZ who wrote, Fuck invited to the cookout we're going to have to let Buddy host it, which, <laughs> yeah, was hilarious. Yeah. But did make me think of another tweet that I saw this weekend that didn't bring me half as much joy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one's from at One, and was, was Twittered, twoting around, you know, midterm <laughs> election day. And okay. it reads, white voters under 30 dot, 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 invited to the cookout. Uh, Why (laughs) are white voters under 30 invited to the cookout? Because, as Reese the One points out, they all mostly went for the Democratic Party. And attached to this tweet is a chart of how, like, all the different demographics voted, broken down by age and race, because, you know, they voted for the Democratic Party as a monolith. They're all invited to the cookout.
0: Yep, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean,
1: it is a tweet. It is a tweet. And the kind of, mm, okay, I guess, reaction we had is a a reaction a lot of people had. Because once again, I must say, I checked the quote tweets, which are this kind of Greek chorus of Black people saying, here y'all go with this imaginary cookout to invite white people to, or... That's all it takes? Or just a simple, in all caps, STOP TALKING ABOUT THE COOKOUT!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely understand that reaction and will admit that it is often also my reaction.
1: Honestly, same, because at this point, I think I see the phrase invited to the cookout on average once or twice a week, usually in reference to some non-black person, usually a white person who I would say generally seems with it. Yeah. Yeah. How is this with itness measured? Who knows? But usually it's determined by, you know, their ability to catch a beat or... in the case of our Louisiana friends seizing their food, or in the case of the broad swath of white voters under 30, their political opinions. And in the case of others, by their like admiration, but not appropriation of Black culture. But I gotta say, I'm at the point where I'm kinda just like, what is the cookout? Where Where is this taking place? Do I need to bring something? And I always bring something. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just
0: bring an ice. <laughs> always got to but bring But that's something. still bringing something. Yes. It is. It is.
1: But I think the most important question is what exactly are the requirements to getting invited to the cookout? And maybe even more importantly, what should the requirements be?
0: Oh, okay. I see where you're going. I see where you're going now.
1: So after a short break, we're going to answer those questions. We're going to do a lexiconical deep dive into the etymology of the phrase invited to the cookout. We will tell you where it came from, how it spread across the internet, and what exactly it has to do with one Christopher Jamal Evans.
0: (laughs) Oh, my favorite version. (laughs)
1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Daisy, I'm going to ask you two questions. One that I can't answer. And one that okay. I could, but I think that you'll do more eloquently. So, oh. first, okay. when do you recall first hearing... Or reading the phrase invited to the cookout. And second, what exactly does it mean?
0: Okay, I mean, oh God, that's like asking me when I first ate rice. Like that <laughs> shit happened as soon as I had teeth. I don't know. Like <laughs> But I do know it was long before I saw it be a thing online. So there's that. Mm -hmm. The way I especially understood it growing up, I mean, it was like, it was saying somebody was good people, Mm -hmm. like saying they're okay, they're trustworthy. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can invite them into your space, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the phrase comes from A-V-E, or African American Vernacular English, and like a lot of A-V-E, it has been made available to a wider audience by the internet.
0: Huzzah! Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into what that means later. But for right now, what's important to know is that anyone claiming to know exactly when invited to the cookout was invented is either a genius or a liar. Right. (laughs) But as Daisy said, it existed in function, if not the exact same form, far before the internet existed. When I think of someone famous who would have been invited to the cookout before the advent of, like, dial-up internet, I think of someone, like... Marlon Brando or like Paul Newman.
0: Oh, okay. Say more. Say more.
1: So preface the first part by saying it's not necessarily important for cookout invite reasons, but I feel I must say that both of them were very hot in their prime. That's that's <laughs> they it. were.
0: I mean I just I feel like you just have to acknowledge that. I just I feel like we have to. They really
1: were. It's, it's they really it, were. We, they just oh god, they just don't make them like that anymore.
0: No, they don't. They don't.
1: They don't. (laughs) For a lot of reasons, including that they were both very down for the cause, both politically Mm. and interpersonally. Brando specifically was, like, super involved in civil rights work, especially after Dr. King was assassinated. He was also, like, a really vocal critic of apartheid. Both Brando and Newman were at civil rights protests in Alabama, and they were at the 1963 March on Washington, which is all, like, very well and good. I don't want to diminish any of that work. Obviously, I think it's important. But ultimately, the most important thing Paul Newman ever did for... Black freedom okay. was have a threesome with Eartha Kitt and James Dean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be like a Newman's Zone thing or something. No. But I didn't like, was there a product? <laughs> no, no. The most
1: important thing a white man can do is make a black woman's dreams come true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a very, very sexy threesome. I don't know how else to describe that group. But yes, if you did not know that that was a thing. Congratulations! Now you know that that was a thing and that you should go look it up because Rachel is not just making it up. I'm not. <laughs> honestly,
1: of the three of them, Earth, the Kidd is clearly the supreme. Like, it's just, oh, God. Anyway, you, you just don't find allies like that anymore, you know? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> now that I revealed who I would have probably invited right. to a cookout pre-internet, and who probably was invited to a cookout pre-internet. Yeah. Yeah who, Good point. who do you think was was in this metaphorical cookout or perhaps a literal one?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some that I just remember from my childhood existing in the pre-internet times, but I mean I guess you know, in general, I often heard it in regards to, like, music or the arts. I mean, even mm-hmm. your your examples are people that are, you know, in the arts. Like, because that was where you had a lot of crossover that would yeah. happen. This is where, like, the speed at which things have changed get interesting. Because, like, yeah, like, even music was so, 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 like, divided. Mm-hmm. And so for my generation, you might have somebody like George Michael, mm-hmm. who was, like, a big one. Yeah. right? Like, for my dad's generation, you probably have, like, Bobby Caldwell or someone oh, like that. Oh, my God, like, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think even before this became a larger social conversation, especially at the scale that it's been able to get to with the internet. You'd often hear it with these creative types. I mean, no group is a monolith, but Black Americans, by and large, have always been able to discern between when like, a musician or an artist was more appreciative than extractive, mm-hmm. right? And have tended to respond to that accordingly. So like Dolly Parton, always invited. Like even before the internet, Elvis Presley,
1: no, not so much, no. right? <laughs> so... Now, the appreciative versus extractive bit is so important to understand kind of the underlying animus of this sentiment. So to kind of consolidate it, what it takes to get invited to a metaphorical cookout, broadly speaking, is something above and beyond like the bare minimum, right? like Brando and Newman were risking their careers if not at some point their lives to express solidarity with black people. Right, which only makes the current iteration of the phrase even more interesting,
0: I guess. Yeah, like when would you say that the this iteration started to iterate? <laughs> so,
1: I would place it somewhere around 2016. Which was a bad year in general. (laughs) But it was also when we start seeing another word with long pre internet roots come into widespread use. That word, of course, being woke. And I don't know about you, but I kind of see these two words or phrases as kind of getting at the same dynamic, at least when applied to non-white people. Like, when used within the community, they're they're separate. But the way that they're used broadly, mainstream, I would say they kind of are getting at the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of how they've been used or overused Mm -hmm. and kind of warped by that usage, like, I think that's fair. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, the timeline. My most important piece of evidence for why I believe the phrase wasn't in, like, super-wide use and by super wide use, I mean use outside Black communities, before 2016, is that writer Michael Harriet wrote the iconic The Caucasian's Guide to Black Barbecues for Deadspin in September 2015. As we said before, the idea of white people being invited (laughs) to, like, Black barbecues or cookouts existed before the phrase invite us to the cookout became, like... As normalized as it is now, yeah. But yeah. I just have this sneaking suspicion that had that phrase been as well used as it is now, I feel like Michael, who is extremely online, would have used it very at online. some point yeah. in his piece.
0: Right. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's very compelling
1: evidence. So my next data point in the in the timeline, the most important timeline that's ever exists, comes from right. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, as we can guess. In February 2016, user underscore Bushido B underscore sends out a tweet and maybe potentially changes the world with it. to mm. you all to decide. But the tweet reads, hashtag okay. white people invite us to the cookout. And then goes on to list, Leonardo DiCaprio, Betty White, Justin Timberlake, Paul what? Wall, Steve Nash, Feel free to add to the list. And
0: <laughs> I remember this. God yeah. damn, did that list get added
1: to? <laughs> it really did, yeah. Like mm-hmm. some of the people included were Adele, Channing Tatum, and his wife. Now ex wife. I forgot about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Love is dead. Yeah. Allison Stoner, who some might know as the girl who danced with Missy Elliott. Rick Grimes yeah. from The Walking Dead, which is somehow still going.
0: My mom is so excited.
1: <laughs> Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah. All yeah. of these white people getting fixed to play at the imaginary cookout in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Importantly, this is all a joke. Like, right. This is abundantly and obviously a joke. The hashtag is a joke. We
0: are making some yes. jokes. Mm-hmm. Just It's tough out there right now. Let's be clear. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: But like a lot of joke hashtags created by Black Twitter, it gets picked up by websites like The Daily Dot and Bossip with headlines like the 19 best hashtag white people invited to the cookout tweets to remind us of who's down with the cause. And Black Twitter lists the woke white people invited to their cookout.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When when Elon kills Twitter, the most important loss will be Black Twitter in general. <laughs> like... So
1: this hashtag, Proving the Power of Black Twitter, once again, happens in 2016. The next year, in 2017, the phrase, the cookout, is added to Urban Dictionary, which is, of (laughs) course, the arbiter of all digital language. So Merriam-Webster says, and by Merriam-Webster, I mean Urban Dictionary says, the cookout is a metaphorical gathering of the Black community, usually exclusive only to Blacks, a non-Black can receive an invite by, one, being invited by another African-American after proving some sort of an interest, love, and concern for the Black community. Two, being Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Three, being married to a fellow Black must bring marriage papers for proof. Four, containing at least 50% of African-American blood. Any less will require legal documentation before entrance to the metaphorical motherfucking cookout.
0: Oh, Urban Dictionary.
1: (laughs) Oh, Urban Dictionary. (laughs) So this phrase keeps trucking along, gaining more and more popularity, and in 2019, it goes even further mainstream when Know Your Meme as a page dedicated to the phrase invited to the cookout. And now... In the year of our Lord and Savior 2022, if you search the phrase invite us to the cookout on Twitter, you'll find tweets like the one I mentioned at the top of the show saying white people under the age of 30 as a monolith are all invited to the cookout. Or you'll also see tweets from black people tired of seeing (laughs) white people invited (laughs) to the cookout for not voting for a death cult.
0: Right. I mean... (laughs) It's a tough reality. It re-
1: it's so <laughs> tough, and at this point, I'm starting to feel like maybe the cookout should either be gatekept or abolished.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't think we want to get into the habit of destroying the things that we love because other people are ruining them. That just makes us like the worst of us. <sighs> it does.
1: We'll continue this debate though after a short break. <laughs> Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi y'all, if you love our podcast, and I really hope you do, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. You'll be supporting the show. Icy would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. And you will also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Hit Parade, Mom and Dad are Fighting, Big Mood, Little Mood. You'll also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to To every single article and advice column on Slate without ever, ever, ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash I-C-Y-M-I plus. And we're back. Daisy, I have yet another question for you. Do you love coming on this show just to get interrogated by me?
0: I mean, (laughs) it has been a great way to get to know each other. Um, (laughs) Yeah. My next probing question
1: for you is, how do you feel about, one, Christopher Jamal Evans, also known as Chris Evans to the wider world?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) I just want to say that, because I I feel like these are things we acknowledge on the show sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, our show is scripted, but we also do keep surprises from each other, Mm -hmm. which is, like, we keep, if we know we want the other person to react, we'll be like, I'm going to show you a thing, or I'm going to ask you something. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know that we've ever talked about my Chris Evans obsession. I have a legit you what? Chris Evans obsession. <gasps> like it's it's really Captain America based. Like I have a painting of Kit Kat as Captain America. I have a like a whole like cardboard cutout of Chris Evans as Captain America that used to sit in my office at a job oh like my a previous job god i did not know this i would have I know thought really about didn't. this when i asked when i
1: asked this question
0: no. oh my god yes. i did not know this at so all so i love <laughs> yeah no i love chris evans and i have always thought the christopher jamal <laughs> evans thing was very funny and that he was like a really really good sport and mm. that's part of what i really like about him in general like i, I was never a fan of captain america as a character mm-hmm. like i really came to love that character because of Chris Evans's version. Yeah. Right? Like there was something very sweet and... Humanizing. ...earnest and, yeah, that he'd be like, you know, helping ladies up steps and stuff at award shows, and you're just like, man... Yeah. ...that dude seems like a pretty good egg considering all the reasons that he probably should not be a good egg. It's true. So
1: we're talking about Chris Evans not just because, you know... We can, but because I consider him, and, you know, stop me if you disagree, I consider him one of the biggest beneficiaries of the, like, metaphorical cookout invitation culture.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah. I think
1: Black women have loved Chris Evans for, like, a hot minute. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, Thirst Aid Kits, phenomenal episode with him. That was a whole thing. That was amazing. That was so good. Look at any comment section of any video that shows Chris interacting with a black woman and you you will see what I'm talking about. There's a video right now of Chris Evans hanging out with Kiki Palmer on like the red carpet for Buzz Lightyear, the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, the comments are what you expect if you know that black women love Chris Evans.
0: But I, I think it was the acrylics meme that really oh, sealed that the deal. Such a good time. There are so many wonderful memes, Mm -hmm. like, just moments in time. And that was one beautiful fleeting moment in time.
1: That somehow feels like six months ago, but was, in fact, three years ago. The acrylics we were referring to is, as Daisy said, a beautiful period on the internet when people who know how to use Photoshop, which God bless every single one of you.
0: Yeah, I can't do it. Me
1: neither. But Mm -hmm. someone out there can, because they Photoshopped acrylics and bonnets and yep. lace front wigs on photos of Chris Evans. And yep. it was just the most beautiful series of images so funny. I've ever seen in my entire life. Just, it's perfect. And the thing is, as you said, he's a good sport. So yeah. when he saw them, he, he tweeted,
0: I got a genuine
1: belly laugh out of this.
0: Which is like almost like a sweet dad response. Yes. like it's, it's right. It's like perfect. <laughs> it, it like continues with the like, he just
1: seems like a good dude. He does. <laughs> like. He does. And you know, here we are in 2022 and the hashtag Christian Mal Evans has 330 Million views on TikTok and includes wow videos like this from at I'm Big So What. Hey, yo, just think about this. But what if y'all see a news headline that said Chris Evans call somebody and n? First of all, he's not white. He's white passing. Okay? <laughs> Let's get that out the way. <laughs> Second of all, Chris Jamal Quantavious Evans can say whatever the fuck <laughs> he wants. Okay? <laughs>
0: What, and
1: third of all, <laughs> if he said it, he probably had a reason to.
0: You know, that person probably deserved it. He probably <laughs> had a good reason. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's
1: just so funny. And I think really captures, like, the spirit of the love for Christopher Jamal Evans.
0: <laughs> I know. That's just a huge part of it, like, giving him the middle name Jamal. Yes. And then, like, adding to it. Yes. <laughs> like... Yes, I don't even know what that Quantanus? man's real name is. Like-,
1: like but yeah, there really is something so kind of heartwarming and hilarious about the fact that whenever like black people really fuck with someone, they're really welcome with open arms and legs, depending on you know who you are. Christopher <laughs> Jamal <laughs> Evans. <laughs> and it's this kind of like welcome dynamic that really underpins the invited to the cookout thing. But like we said before the break, it low key high key feels like the requirements for being invited to the cookout went from like risking your career to be in solidarity with the black political progressive project to like being a good sport when people Photoshop acrylics on you. Right. <laughs> and I have some thoughts as to why that happened. But before I get into that, what do you think?
0: I also feel like some of it is almost in a way like a reflection of just like how dire things feel, like mm. how awful things feel. Like, I don't know if people would be as like ready to extend extend the invitation as broadly if we weren't kind of like looking for good things. I feel yeah. like we've had to like let go of a lot of people the last many years, right? Mm-hmm. Like we found out all these people were sex pests and, you know, other people are scammers mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. So part of me also feels like some of it is just like, oh yay, I like that person. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of people that I don't know. It's just it's been hard. We keep having to give up people. Yeah. So. No, that's
1: really true. And I feel like the the impulse to invite is not necessarily a negative one. But it does sometimes feel like we're giving cookies for nothing.
0: I think both of those things are true.
1: So I've said, I think a few times at this point on the show, but like when the Internet became consolidated onto platforms built by billionaires, it went from Mm -hmm. a space where you had to know to a kind of open air stadium Like Black spaces existed before social media, but in the same way that Black spaces exist IRL, you generally can't access them without an invite, which also means that celebrities largely wouldn't necessarily hear or have to heed criticism from Black people if they didn't want to before social media really became a thing.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then social media like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok basically turned the internet into that open-air stadium. People who had no Black friends, IRL, could suddenly have access to unfiltered Black thought, which even if you did have Black friends, it is still very rare to be invited into like a purely Black space as a non-Black person. Oh, yeah. And people who pre-social media could primarily have an extractive relationship with Black people— were suddenly hearing from the people they were extracting from, which they did not have to before. No. And I think a lot of people who wanted to be famous watch these cycles, like with Miley Cyrus or Iggy Azalea, and learn from them. Yeah. What this means to me, at least, is that as white people became aware of the cookout, TM, because that's what it is now, as something that they should, one, invite to, they were also kind of guided into how to interact with Black fans respectfully in a way that the internet would appreciate rather than, like, decry. Which would then get them invited to the cookout, but without any (laughs) real engagement or reverence for, like, Black lives. Mm. So basically before, to get invited to the cookout, whatever, you had to actually be engaging with Black people, IRL, and, like, understand and have a deep respect and kind of knowledge base to work from. Yeah. Now you can kind of figure out what behaviors to do without necessarily having learned that from someone you know in person. So the relationship isn't necessarily extractive. It's not really anything beyond like basic respect or knowing how to like season food or do a (laughs) two-step. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, the jokes. Are yeah, always about these like very specific things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which I think honestly
1: only really leads to disappointment. Like with Chris Evans, who hasn't done anything wrong. To be clear, we're not yeah, canceling him. Not. Let's let's no. start. I uh, any fan of Chris Evans, I do not want you to be worried about whether this episode is going. That man has done nothing wrong besides no. have a slightly cringy political website, but that's not bad. That's just not necessarily <laughs> something I would do. <laughs> but in case you missed it, he had a
0: girlfriend yeah. reveal and he hasn't yes. been publicly with someone. Since Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, I think, was the only time we knew who Chris Evans was dating in the era of us caring, mm-hmm. I should say. Yes. <laughs> he, he dated other people before people cared yeah. that much. we didn't give
1: a shit like- then. <laughs> yeah but there's been like a really negative reaction to this which I think is really down to three things right and I'm gonna rank them in decreasing order of importance the most important thing I think is the 16 year age gap between the two which oh yeah Chris Evans is 41 his his new girlfriend is 25 they're both adults it's not my favorite okay but yeah not my life either sure. you know yep. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing sure. is this increasing entitlement over, like, celebrities' personal lives, which has—it's getting worser and worser. Like, it's bad. That's true. And at the very end of the list, this is the least important thing, but I do think a teeny, tiny bit of the upheaval is because he has been made into this figure, Christopher Jamal Evans, right, who uplifts and loves Black women— and is in turn uplifted and loved by black women. And now he's dating a white woman, which should not surprise anyone.
0: No, there's nothing especially surprising (laughs) about Chris Evans dating a white woman. It's really not surprising. That was one of the few things I saw online this weekend when I would log in, was just like people disappointed mm -hmm. that Chris Evans was dating a white woman, which is like, (laughs)
1: what? But also not necessarily surprising that this is the thing that would break through.
0: I know. I, feel, I know. It's starting to feel like the salad dressing <laughs> for Jason Sudeikis. Like, it's just like the world is so hard right now. And the midterms <laughs> took so much out of us that like for some people. Not
1: the salad dressing.
0: I'm this new. <laughs> 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 We're never going to escape that fucking salad dressing. Oh, my God. The salad dressing. You know, even when I'm thinking of the tweet that we talked about much earlier in the episode, when I zoom out, right? Like, you were saying that to Samantha Cole, like, when you were talking to her about her book, about how, like, because you're covering digital life so much, it can be really hard to, like, stop and take Mm -hmm. a step back. You know, as soon as we started talking about the idea of being invited to the cookout, it's like, ugh. And then you start walking me through it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 2016. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, this happened, and that happened, and, like— You think about all the things together and they start to make a little bit more sense. And so I do feel like, yeah, some of those people are legit cringy, or I cringe when I see the tweet. But I think, yeah, there's also some of them are just like, (laughs) we're out here trying to do better, but we're not in a situation that makes that easy. And, you know, so that's the Internet in general is like we're seeing conversations that sometimes like Chris Evans was a fantastic sport about all of it, which was part of what made him really fun and great in that role and
1: yeah, no, I think that makes like a lot of sense, like the zooming out of like where this sentiment comes from and why it feels so strong yeah. right now, even as I feel a sense of fatigue. <laughs> right. With this, totally. this phrase. I feel a lot that, of fatigue. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of other black people are also tired of seeing it in that it it feels like we're searching for solidarity. And that's very important to do, but I also worry that in searching for solidarity, the bar is on the floor. When the idea of, like, a big tent coalition political project, you're gonna be allied with people that you don't agree with everything on. That's just how, like, mass change works. but. That there's still like a level of vetting that needs to take place. And sometimes I feel like the vetting right. is literally just kind of like a putting on of black aesthetics.
0: Right. It's weird. And there's also not enough mm-hmm. context, I guess. It's like when I'm in a room with somebody and I know them personally and I understand what they're working off of, it's one thing. And if I don't know what somebody's working off of, like something might seem really naive, but that might actually be their mm-hmm. starting point. Or it might seem really complex, but that might be their starting point. But I don't know. And so when you just see it all in this context, it just all looks like the lowest bar. And so it just ends up feeling icky, even when, like, we all do actually understand these nuances in our lives, right? I feel like we're getting to the
1: end, which means I have to ask a final question, which is, oh god, should
0: the cookout be abolished? I mean, I feel like we should just go back to, like not telling people about your cookout. I agree.
1: (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Which I think means that the cookout TM, as we currently understand it, is gone. But I think we need to go back to a smaller version. And also importantly, whenever people talk about this, I'm always just like, you're not just out here getting invited to everyone's cookout, even if you are Black. Like, you were invited to a very specific set of cookouts because of the connections that you have with your family and your friends. So, like...
0: What is the cookout anyway? <laughs> right. And now, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, as soon as you're like, what, mm-hmm. the cookout? I'm like, what kind of cookout? Who's having the cookout? Like, is it a Southern cookout? Is it a cookout in this state? Is it a cookout in that state? Where's, what time of year is it? What are we doing? Like, I don't.
1: <laughs> as soon as you start asking any it, of the is questions. Is like a summer yes. family mm-hmm. reunion?
0: Is this fall? Is like, funeral? Like, happening? <laughs> I don't know. All of those. Vi- oh, it could, it be, could a home be a going. funeral. Like, absolutely be a homegoing. You don't know. You don't know. And this is why mm-hmm.
1: I think that we should stop having capital T, capital C, the cookout, get rid of it, dead it.
0: <laughs> if it's not a cookout that would exist mm-hmm. in real life, it cannot be a metaphorical cookout.
1: Law and order sound. Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, so never miss an invite to a cookout, I guess. <laughs> please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your friends you're inviting to your cookouts about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYM underscore pod, which is also where you can us your questions like, why is everyone mad that Chris Evans has a girlfriend? And you can also always <laughs> drop us a note at ICYM Slate.com.
0: ICYMI is produced by Kevin Bendis, Daniel Schrader, and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer. Hi. And Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online.
1: Or at the cookout.
0: My cookout's gluten-free. Mm-hmm.